How does your podcast sound? Is it okay? Is it great? Is it maybe somewhat embarrassing? In episode 9 of 1000 Podcasters, I'm going to share how tweaking three things dramatically improved the audio quality of my show, and I'll even have some specific recommendations if you're facing some of the challenges I had. What I'm going to talk about won't require you to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars or euros or anything like that. You won't have to buy a new computer or change editing software, although I do love Hindenburg. You won't even need to hire a professional audio engineer, and you might not even to need to tweak any knobs. What's happening, podcasters? I'm Brian Ensminger with another episode about podcasting on my journey to personally help 1,000 podcasters launch, improve, and sustain their shows. And I, I think that I do need to develop some kind of way to track this because I realized today that I helped a podcaster yesterday and I forgot to write that down. Today I'm coming from my normal studio. I'm not recording in my car because I'm working from home and I'm on my lunch and I just wanted to take a couple minutes to check in with you. Anyway, enough of that. I've been podcasting for about five years and I've shared this before, but when I first started, I wasn't very good. And there's a good chance that when you first started, you weren't very good as well. I wasn't good as a host or as an audio producer, but I got started and then I started to improve. When I listened back to the first episode of the Engaging Missions show, I cringe a little bit. Actually, I cringe quite a bit. That first episode, it was pretty rough. It was the first time I was recording with somebody like this, and I was sitting in my living room with the guest, Alan, who's a friend of mine, and because we couldn't figure out how to make some of the stuff work, we were actually sitting in the same room, both on Logitech gaming headsets, which don't have the best mics in the world, connected by USB to two separate computers, and then connected over Skype, because I couldn't figure out another way to do the recording, because at the time I didn't have the software available to do that. So we did that recording, and if you've ever listened to that episode, it's episode one of the Engaging missions show, it was pretty rough. But that started my podcasting journey and my quest for the perfect audio. Unfortunately, I also live in the world of reality where things cost money and in the real world where there are constraints. Thankfully, though, the podcast community has been very full of helpful people. Sometimes they have conflicting views, but they're always trying to be helpful. So I sat down and I started to learn and after a and then I started to study. And after a while, I chose a mentor and started investing in that. And that would be Daniel J. Lewis. He was a significant help with me for a while. He helped me understand my show better. And I continue to be part of his group, Podcaster Society. And then later, I joined Chris Curran's pod, Podcast Engineering School. I actually took that course. That was a huge investment, but it made a, a big change in the quality of my audio and my ability to edit for others for others. Today, I'm going to share with you three relatively simple tweaks that you might be able to use to get maybe 80 to 90% of the way to your perfect sound. But before I can do that, I need you to pause this for a second after I give the instructions. I need you to pause for a second and think about how your show sounds. If you've recently done a one-up, one-down, or some kind of review of a relatively recent episode, I need you to think about that. What did you like about how it sounded? What didn't you like about how you how it sounded? What would and then think about okay, this is what I did like, this is what I didn't like, but this is what I think perfection would sound like. Can you hear in your mind what that is? Go ahead and pause the recording and think about that and we'll be back in a second. So can you hear in your mind how that gap sounds? The difference between what your show sounds like and what you'd like it to sound like. You got it? Well, good. I would encourage you to take a second and write, da write that down so we can come back to it later. And now I'm going to point you in the direction of three things that you absolutely must control in order to get a great sounding show. 
The first is the space. I, I mentioned that I'm recording inside my normal studio. It's actually a refurbished walk-in closet with a bunch of stuff hanging around to help it be quieter. But when you think about the perfect space or even just an acceptable space, you need a space that's relatively free from outside noise. This isn't the greatest space because I'm a little bit close to a, a highway. My neighbors often like to mow their yard when it's time for me to record on a Saturday. There's that kind of stuff. So there's external noise, but it, it's a, a relatively good space. Another thing you need to consider is if there's a lot of room echo or room noise, and I'll give you a demonstration. If I step outside my studio, I'll be stepping into an empty room that's basically just hardwood and a little bit of furniture and basically bare walls. It's almost a perfect cube. It's not exactly, but almost a perfect cube. And you can probably hear the difference in the sound. So that's the another thing that you want to control, if you can, is to find a space that's minimizing the external noise that you'll get, as well as minimizing things like room reverb or room echo, some stuff like that. If you can't find a good space, maybe you don't have a good walk-in closet or you don't have something that you can treat like that, I would encourage you to maybe try your car, your vehicle. I've done a number of these recordings in my car and it's it's actually a pretty good space. It's not perfect, and believe me, <laughs> during lunchtime, in the middle of the day, in the summer, it is hot, but it's a good space for recording. Second would be the microphone, and actually a good microphone, I'm not talking about a professional quality microphone necessarily, just a good enough microphone can compensate for some of the things that we've talked about. For example, I did a recording the other day where I mentioned that I thought I was going to hear background noise because of the car that was driving behind me when I was doing the recording, and I couldn't hear that in the recording because the microphone did a really good job of picking up my, my voice, but not all the stuff outside. What I would recommend is that you look into a, a good microphone. Maybe you're currently recording on one of those $12 microphones from Amazon and it sounds okay. Well then, okay, don't worry about that. But if you're listening to it and you think that maybe it doesn't sound as good as you'd like, or maybe it's picking up a lot of ex outside noise or things like that, you might consider another microphone. Even if you're using a $5,000 studio quality microphone, if you're not getting the kind of recording that you're looking for, I'd recommend that you check into something. A good microphone for a lot of podcasters to start out with is exactly what I'm using right now to record into my phone. It's the Audio-Technica ATR2100. Run you about $65 to $75 US on Amazon, and it is a good microphone. I don't you know, I have another microphone that I generally use in my studio, but this is a good microphone. It's good enough to get started, and it's good enough, especially if you're hearing things that you want to fix, it might be good enough to fix some of those. Finally, I'd recommend that you consider your microphone technique. Having a great microphone will only get you part of the way there. If, for example, and you might have just heard this, you have it too close and you pop your P's, and so that makes a really loud P sound, or if you're talking too close and you're too bassy or you're distorting, or if you're too far away, or perhaps you're moving around the microphone and it's just hard to pick up. Those kinds of things will also distract from the quality of your microphone. So consider you know, how, how well you're using your microphone. Generally for a dynamic microphone like the ATR2100, which is what I'm using right now, you're going to want to be somewhere between, say, one and four inches away from the microphone with the microphone slightly off center, maybe 45 degrees off to one side or the other and pointing toward the quarter corner of your mouth so that when you pop your peas, they're not going to go directly into the element that picks up the sound. They're going to kind of go past that. But it does a really good job of picking that up. And when you've got it, about at that range, you're not going to get too much heavy bass. You're not going to get too much distortion, but you're also going to get minimal outside noise. So that's that's one of the things that I recommend. 
Now, maybe this stuff sounds pretty basic to you, but I can assure you that I hear all kinds of recordings with these or really similar problems every week. This, now, this, this might also be, though, if you're listening to it and it's the first time, this might be an awful lot to take in. But don't worry. If you've, if you've got some ideas of what you want to fix, you don't necessarily have to do it all at once. So go back to your list, the one that you sat down and you said, this is the stuff I like about my audio, this is the stuff that I don't like, and then start thinking about ways that you could begin to address that, focusing first on these three things, because these three things are generally the biggest bang for your buck when you talk about changing the quality of your audio. So go back and see what might make a difference for you. If you'd like to set up a consultation with me, hit me up. You can get me on Facebook at Top Tier Audio or email me, brian at toptieraudio.com. I'd be glad to set up 30 30 minutes or an hour to go through your setup and recommend possible solutions to your specific questions and constraints. I've done this before for podcasters like Austin from the Origins Life podcast, and I'd be glad to help you out as well. Not ready for that one-on-one approach? That's okay. Maybe you think a consultation is a little bit outside your budget. Well, then consider the Podcasters Summit, the Christian Podcasters Summit. We're not going to go as deep. You won't necessarily get answers to your specific questions because we won't necessarily have time to that. But you will get a broader range of topics designed to help you grow and improve your show. I'm working on some ways for some giveaways to go with a ticket if you use my affiliate link, which is at toptieraudio.com slash summit. The things that I would be working on would be focused on helping you improve the audio quality of your show. And I'm thinking about things like compression and EQ and file formats. Some of the stuff that is really important, and it's really sometimes that foundational stuff to a really good audio production. If you're interested in finding out more, visit toptieraudio.com slash summit. Full disclosure, I still don't have anything ready. I'm still working on it, but frankly, I've been a little bit busy with some editing work, so I haven't gotten to that. But I will be sure that you get everything when it's available to you if you use my link. If you'd like to know more about that, toptieraudio.com slash summit. If you like the show, make sure that you subscribe using your favorite podcast app and make sure that you tell your friends to stop by 1000 Podcasters and do the same. That's 1000podcasters.com. They can subscribe right there. Thanks again. Now go out there and make a great podcast.